Today's show is brought to you by our own bonus episode. My mom doesn't quite understand the internet and or credit cards and payment systems. So she'll never buy these bonus episodes. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story. (laughs) Lesbians. (laughs) Okay. There is a solution, buddy. Knees and ankles were hot shit way back in the day when people wore those god-awful one-piece swimsuits from the 20s. You remember those? they weren't. They weren't hot shit. Knees and ankles? If you've never seen a knee or an ankle, you see it for the first time, you're going to jerk off to it, buddy. You're going to jerk off to a knee? I'll jerk off to a knee. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, if you put two knees next to each other, they look like a bum. Okay. Fat knees look hot. Anyway... My lines are like plutonium. Go, but please continue. Yeah. yeah, no, they're kryptonite. Is that what you meant to say? They're definitely kryptonite. They're like red kryptonite. Uh, That's a different kind of kryptonite. It makes <laughs> Superman go horny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now available at the biggest problem in the universe.com. Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox with me, Stick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, great. And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back. Another great episode, Dick. We had a great episode yesterday. The bonus episode. Yeah, the bonus episode is awesome. A lot of laughs. Uh, A lot of laughs. Uh, For for those of you who haven't listened to it yet, we played a rousing game of biggest problem bingo in the bonus episode. Right. The bingo card that we posted on the website last week on episode 37, we played it live during the show, which was incredible. You will probably never, you know what, I would put money on it. If you haven't listened to the show, you will never guess who wins. That's Uh, fair. And and there is a winner. There is definitely a winner. There's definitely a winner. Yeah, of that. Unlike our problems, who didn't win last week, Maddox? Not a contest, Dick. (laughs) All right, Dick. The No Fun League (laughs) came in as the biggest problem in the universe. I don't know how because I don't even know what that is. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Well, there's a lot of uh, secret knowledge about that problem, the No Fun League, that you don't know about. Because I didn't come up with that that uh, that phrase, the No yeah. Fun League. Everybody calls the NFL the No Fun League because yeah. they do stuff like they're screwing with kickoffs, so there's no more kickoff returns. The- oh man, it sounds like a grandpa came up with that name, Dick. It's a, such an old dad term. You know what? I'm so I'm so tired of you NFL crybabies. I uh, I actually brought in a song, Dick, to commemorate your problem coming in. The highest last week. Okay. Here you go. I made this just for you and all the NFL whiners. Uh, Bunch of fucking crybabies. Every week it's something with the NFL. Oh, this guy hit some woman. This guy killed a dog. There's always some fucking shit. Always drama in the NFL. This guy beat his four-year-old son. Yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. And you, but now you whiners crying about the dance celebration. You whiners crying about touchdowns. Controversy with the referees being fired. I don't give a shit. Guys talking to the media after the game. More yeah. controversy. Just uh, Ray Lewis stabbed somebody. <laughs> See, it's exciting. It's like the WWF, except it's real and people are really going to jail for some of that stuff. Always crying. Crybabies. Yeah. Um, Followed by the travel bug. Our guest's problem scored pretty well. And then everyone voted down overpriced vintage clothing because I guess you guys were confused about whether the problem was the vintage clothing being overpriced or moths or whatever. Doesn't matter. I yeah, There in. was a lot of confusion yeah. from, from the audience, from me and Sean, and I think a lot from you on what the hell that problem was. Well, I guess I can't help it that you guys are too dumb. Well, I brought in some comments about that, but first, I want to get to my victory celebration. Great. It may be banned in the NFL, but it's not banned on this show. As everyone knows, when I win... You didn't win. I play 30 seconds of the movie Titanic, because Maddox has sworn that he would never watch it. And for those who haven't listened to the bonus episode yet, uh, I guess uh, Dick gloated about (laughs) having his solution come up before mine, so he played an extra 30 seconds. So if you guys want to listen to that horse shit, listen to the fucking bonus episode. That's right. Thank you for reminding me, because I have to set up where we left off in the movie. Oh, great. We had just discovered something deep underwater. We don't know what it is yet, but there was a diving crew. My eyes twitching. There was a bunch of robots with spotlights that spotted something underwater. So Maddox, can you put yourself 
back in that frame of mind yet? I'm not even going to put my headphones back on. <laughs> and get ready to experience the romance and the yeah. adventure. Let me know. I'll, I guess I'll see you guys in 30 seconds. <laughs> that is Titanic. Later. Here we go. What a hell, man. <laughs> what is it? It's Bill Paxton. See that? You How like him. dare you? What's Bill Paxton looking at, Maddox? Shut the hell up. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're going to step all over these lines no, that these no, guys are no. giving, there's, this is Bill Paxton does not sound like Angelo's mom. I'll rewind this. I'll rewind it a minute and a half and make you watch all of this again. Okay. This is worse than sitting on my balls. They're going over the bow of what? What could it be? It's got to be illegal. What, what I'm doing? I'm playing the NFL theme, isn't? No, it's a remix. <laughs> Look at that bow. Look at that bow. It's the very front of the boat. It's going to come into play later right. in the romance. You've seen this before, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen it. What a pussy. I will look never at look at like, it's a I'm relic. not looking at the screen. It's a relic from back in time, Maddox, that these guys that these scientists are uncovering. That's yeah, this, it. This bit's a relic That's from it. back in time. <laughs> All right. I have a comment. This one I have to read anonymous because it's a guy. He said he's not representing any players in the NFL. However, he is qualified to be an NFL agent. And he has some inside information about the salaries of NFL players. Wait, what wait, he's qualified to be an agent? Yeah. Who? I don't know. He was trying to be vague. I'm not, <laughs> okay. not going to give his name. I mean, I don't want his name. I don't give a fuck about this guy. Go ahead. You don't give a fuck about this guy? <laughs> well, he gave us some valuable research. <laughs> okay. So we were there's some controversy about uh, how much players make, and we were saying it's not that much. The league minimum for a first-year player is $420,000. The yeah. salary cap is roughly $130 million, and top players are making close to $20 million. So the average player makes about $2 million per year. Oh, thanks for that inside information, Jerry Maguire. No, that's that's weighted though. You just average yeah, yeah, yeah. all those numbers together. That's well, of not course. Your, yeah, the upper but, echelon makes the big bucks. Right, but four hundred twenty thousand dollars isn't nothing. No, I mean, no, that's it's that's good. that's half, half of what the not, CEO of Goodwill makes. But yeah. it's not two hundred thousand per game. No, it's like not per game. Yeah, yeah. But still, I, ten thousand dollar fine for someone who makes half a mil a year. It's, it's a lot. Man. Nothing. I, 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 if I made half a million a year, I'd jerk off in a wad of $10,000. God, I pray every night that one day you make that much money so you know how hard it is for these people. <laughs> and you can stop hard? with your shit about income-based fines. Oh, these crybabies. You're going to work your whole life and you're going to finally make that much and you're going to have some asshole in his 20s and 30s going, yeah, well, why don't you give me some of that? I don't want to work. Maddox, give me some of your money. <laughs> is that what it is, Dick? Yeah. It's a bunch of That's whiners and crybabies sitting around. Is that what it is? Mm. Yeah, there's a dick versus dick because you were in favor for income-based fines when it came to dog shit, but not for the NFL, your precious fucking crybabies. I lost my temper. I'm, I'm done talking <laughs> about the NFL. Here's, uh, I got some, let me read a comment for a sec. Oh, um, you know what? This guy said, from Louis BC, hey, dick, you selfish asshole. Why don't you let the guests talk for once? You asked Buckley about his live tweets and then talked about yourself for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's because when I asked him and Maddox what their favorite tweet was of his, both of them sat there like deers in the headlights with dumb fucking looks on their faces. Neither one of them could think of a favorite live tweet. But Buckley's entire day is tweeting hilarious things. And we get him on the show, what's your favorite tweet? He goes, I don't know. Yeah, you know what, Dick? In improv, that's called pimping. You put us on the spot, dude. You can't just be like, hey, uh, you read this article, really? What's the source? Tell me exactly right now where you read this article. When when you... I'm asking him the favorite joke he ever said? He's a joke writer? Why don't you tell me your favorite joke right now, Dick? I actually brought him in because I'm a professional broadcaster. Oh, you motherfucker. Here, what do you got? Here, because you assholes wouldn't do it, here is a sampling of Buckley's jokes. Duplicitron oh, well, that wasn't my question, but let's hear some. Yeah, these are pretty funny. Here's one of them. Well, it took forever, but I just paid the pizza guy entirely with the quarters I found behind his ears. At Duplicitron. <laughs> like a magician. Little, yeah, a little, That's very cool. It's pretty funny. A little about me. My favorite song is Happy Birthday, and my favorite band is just my mom singing it. <laughs> the ocean is a huge waste of water. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm so, See, I'm, I'm fucking on board with that. I had a tweet the other day that said mountains are stupid. He and I, blood brothers. Mountains are stupid? Mountains are stupid. Uh, Uh-oh, spoiler. Uh, whoops, looks like I got a little too much beauty sleep. <laughs> he is a handsome show. dude. I was huffing gold spray paint and some got on my face and now everyone in this alley thinks I am rich. <laughs> I guess. Third Pretty world funny. problems. I like yeah. that guy. Um, all right, Dick, uh, do we have any voicemails? Yeah. Here's one. 
since you want to talk about the NFL so much. Hey, Maddox, this is your old high school quarterback calling. I was just listening to the <laughs> podcast, and it's good to hear that you're still such a douche. Oh, yeah. Uh, you remember that guy? Is it really? I, I, what what I was the area was. code? What was the area code on that phone I number? I don't check that kind of thing. Shit, I wonder. I mean, it could have been. I don't know, man. Right. I'm always shitting on those jocks. Here's uh, here's one about the CEO of Goodwill. You had a problem with him. Great. Right. Hey, Maddox, just because some asshole at your old company got paid a bunch of money to go to golf courses doesn't mean that the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world should work for free. That doesn't make any sense. And yeah. by the way, you already told that story before about the guy who goes around and goes golfing, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Great. Yeah, this guy, this guy who ends his voicemail with the exact same sign-off of every other voicemail is criticizing me for telling a story twice. Get fucked. And here's the other thing. The CEO, I'm not saying the CEO shouldn't make any money, but this, this is a nonprofit. If your goal as a charity is to help people, right? Yeah. If that's your goal, then you should help people. You shouldn't pocket it. You shouldn't, shouldn't try to make yourself as rich as possible. And by the way, when this <laughs> came out, when this whole scandal came out with the Oregon CEO or the Oregon president of, uh, of Goodwill. Scandal? Yeah, it was a scandal. Uh. Uh, yeah, watch, uh, watchdogs.org uh, did, a, did a piece on it. Yeah. When this came out, he agreed to a 25% pay cut. He voluntarily agreed. That. Why would you do that if what you're making is justified? It's like those dipshits, those politicians in Bell, California a while back who were raking in over $800,000 and then they got caught and they're like oh well uh well you know we just we uh they they scrambled and they tried to cover their asses that's what they're doing right here they do it for pr yeah pr but if you were just look if i'm making my money and i earned it you come to me and say hey you're making too much money and i'll show my fist to your mouth yeah that's my fucking money i earned it Uh i'm not gonna kowtow i'm not gonna say oh i should take a 25 percent pay cut if i feel like i deserved it the problem with that is the ceo's job is to increase the reputation of the company so punching reporters in the mouth (laughs) is kind of not doing his job right he can't punch a reporter in the mouth and say i'm a good ceo Doesn't work like that. Yeah, because he's not a fucking badass wrestler like me. This guy agrees with you, Danny Price. I was at Goodwill the other day before I heard the podcast, and I was outraged Outraged. at how overpriced this shit is. Especially when I compare it to the prices uh, at the general store down the street. Cheese grater, five bucks. Five bucks for a cheese grater? Get fucked. You can buy a new one for free. No, that was the new one. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Cheese grater, five dollars at Goodwill. New, four dollars. That's... That's yeah. ridiculously overpriced. It is ridiculous, Dick. <laughs> That's like over a, a 400% markup on a cheese grater. You should be able to buy that thing for a percent It's a... T- for a dollar, it's, it's a twenty-five percent markup. It's a used cheese grater, man. No, no, I'm saying it's it's over four hundred percent of where it should be. It should no. be. Co- it should cost a dollar for it. Would you pay more than a dollar for a used cheese grater? You should be the CEO. You know how to price everything, and you'd work for free, Dick. As a charity, I I, I want to fucking scratch my eyes out right now with my <laughs> yeah, pen. I'm so fucking mad. Look, someone sent me a link. Then you'd really be the CEO because the CEO of Goodwill's blind. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah. Wow. So you picked on a blind guy for uh, 20 <laughs> minutes last episode. <laughs> Is he really blind? Yeah. I guess that's cool that they really have a blind, blind CEO. Yeah. What does that mean, really blind? Like Dick? his eyes are pointing in the opposite directions. <laughs> oh, that doesn't... <laughs> what, is he wall-eyed? Is that, that's a different no, no, condition no, than man. blindness. Like, no, no, no. Like, he's really blind. Okay, well... Go look not. at his picture. You'll know what I'm saying. I guess it's nice that they gave a blind guy the CEO job. All right? There's something. Right? That's okay. nice. That's nice. You don't see a lot of blind CEOs. And they don't see a lot. <laughs> but Sanchez wrote in. He wrote in with some future Maddox problems. You remember Butt Sanchez? Right? Yeah, Butt Sanchez, your butt buddies. <laughs> expensive shoes, expensive ties, expensive pants. Does that is that going to be one of your problems? Could be. Expensive seafood? I don't know. What are you getting at, Butt Sanchez? Spending money. That was the last one. No, that's those are my problems. Yeah. Great. Butt Sanchez, here's your problem. <laughs> Okay, you don't have the nuance or the mental facility to even comprehend the amount of genius that goes into my problems. Like when I brought in satire as a problem and that problem itself was a satire, brilliant. Yeah. Blew everyone's fucking minds. <laughs> Everyone died who listened to that episode. Uh, died from aneurysms. That was a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, one other thing I want to mention about that uh, vintage clothing thing. Someone sent me this podcast from WNYC in New York. Uh, they did a piece on vintage clothing the day before our podcast came out, and they talked about how it's changed the entire landscape of vintage clothing and charities. They're starting to cater to high-end consumers at vintage clothing shops. And this lady said that in her neighborhood, she would watch family after family of poor people come in, look around, everything's too expensive, and they leave empty-handed, whereas she said in the past they would come in and buy bundles of clothing. Now it's become this huge business where they buy pounds of clothes and then resell them on Etsy and eBay and high-end thrift shops. Putting America to work. Sounds great. Yeah, putting poor people in the poorer bracket. Oh, stop. Yeah, they go to Walmart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> great. We ready for some? I got some more stuff here, but I want to save it. I got, I, some, uh, I got some stuff to promote the live episode that's coming out uh, this Thursday. This th- Oh, shit, really? Yeah. This, I got to edit. Two days. <laughs> Spent so much time watching the Super Bowl this weekend. You didn't edit the episode. Huh? Oh, yeah. Big, big fan of the Super Bowl. Of the big game. The big you can't game. call it the Super Have you noticed, you noticed that? That's, I know you're not a sports fan, but have you noticed how everybody has to call it the big game yeah. on commercials? Uh, so, Why? Because so they can't use the word Super Bowl? Yeah, Fuck right. the NFL. I'm so tired of these fucking crybaby pieces of shit. No Why don't someone burn that shit down? You know, did you know that if in the, uh, the NFL, if you get three or more players together, I guess, I think it's three is the number, in a photo, they have to pay royalties for that? Like if you if they wanted to pose with fans on Facebook or whatever, yeah. they you have to pay royalties. The the NFL wants a cut of that. Maddox, this is the no fun league. Speaking of cuts, they fined uh, Marshawn Lynch for grabbing his crotch, calling it an excessive celebration. They are selling that photo online. You can buy it for like 150 bucks. Oh, so they're okay. They're okay with selling it, and making a profit off of it, but they're not okay with him doing it. They're okay. They just want to make they want to make money by finding him. They want to make money by selling it. They're a bunch of fucking hypocrite douchebags and you're a hypocrite douchebag for supporting the shit industry. I brought it in as a problem. No, that you, you brought shit in, all over. You brought it. Uh, you, do you honestly think the NFL is a problem, Dick? Are you going to boycott the Super Bowl? The, mu- the no fun league is a problem. I think they can fix it. <laughs> I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think they just make a couple tweaks and we'll all yeah. be happy. Right? I'm okay with throwing out babies. All right. Speaking of throwing out babies, are we ready for my first problem? What's your problem, Dick? Ghost busting the patriarchy. Okay, great. You guys know what has, what is happening with Ghostbusters? Sean? I sure do. Are you up on your Ghostbuster news? Because I sure am, and I am sure pissed off about it. The cast is all women, right? It's all women. Yeah. yeah. Why? Does it, well, okay, Dick, I believe that you are going to come across like an ass, Yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm also pissed off at it, but not for the same reasons. I'll come across as very moderate. So go on. What, what is the reason? What is your problem with this? Well, look, I love women. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Let me start there. <laughs> Alien, Alien, Metroid, Tomb Raider. Yeah. All right. I yeah. love in- intellectual property with women. I've jerked off to all those. <laughs> Very okay? respectful, Dick. Amelie, 30 Rock. You jerked off to Amelie? Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. I mean, she's basically a corpse. 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> not even human. Cruella DeVille. Oh, is that the she's one? She's the star of the movie. You jerked off to Cruella DeVille? Not yeah. even one of the female dogs? I mean, the, the, Disney draw, does a good dog. I remember when Dick said the princess on Mario Kart had a hot ass. Yeah. She's designed <laughs> that way to entice you while you, you're playing Mario Kart. No, she's wearing a giant fucking boof, boofy dress. You can't see anything. Eh, uh, you can tell. Is it, does she wear shorts in the episode? Whatever. I'm, I don't want to think about <laughs> Princess Peach's ass right now. And you Look, so I just want to say that I love women in things. Okay? I don't think so. That okay, but go on. I woke up. You, man, I woke up this morning because the yeah. news came out recently <laughs> wait does dick love women yeah i jerk off to women all the time love them <laughs> i think they're great enough. go on i wake up and i see after this was announced that it's an all all female cast and i see the first thing i see on facebook is uh a guy on my feed saying oh it's nice to see all of the hate-mongering horrible misogynists out who have a problem with this movie yeah right instantly yeah. i just turn on my phone yeah. and i'm already a hate-mongering misogynist yeah because i think this is a dumb move right and i don't like it why don't you like it well for a lot of reasons that i'll get into um part of it is that it seems like a shameless cash grab or not even a cash grab it seems like a shameless pandering because it is is not ghostbusters ghostbusters is about plumbers and garbage men busting ghosts 
You know, Dick, I don't understand how they can even make them women, because one of the original Ghostbusters was a gorilla. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but all joking aside, I had that same problem. I got in an argument. So I posted this tweet on Twitter, and I said, essentially, I was breaking down the Hollywood trends by decade. And in, this, in the 80s, it was to take one of them and make them black, right? Sure. In the 90s, take one of them and make them gay. Every sitcom had to have a gay character. Yeah. And in the, the thousands... The which is fine. The which is fine. Sure, I'm fine course. with those. Yeah, whatever. It's just a trend. It's cool. And in, and in the thousands, they said, you know what? We're out of ideas. Let's remake them. And yep. now the trend is, let's remake them with women. That's yeah. all it is. Evil Dead. Uh, they, they decided to make Ash a female. What? Yeah, dude. That happened like two years ago. I, I didn't even see that one. The remake? The remake. No, I didn't see that Ash one. Ash is a female. No, because it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not Bruce Campbell. If it's not Bruce Campbell, it's not the Evil Dead. You know, it was fine. It was a, it, I saw it, and it was okay. It, it, I didn't hate it, and I ended up not being totally disgusted by it. I thought it was okay. It was an okay movie. It's no Bruce Campbell. But Bruce Cam- But that's, uh, that's a problem that I think most people have with this franchise, is that they're changing something fundamental about it. Like, they already did this, Dick. Do you remember the real Ghostbusters cartoon? The wheelchair guy? Yeah. They yeah. remade it with extreme Ghostbusters. No one can even remember a single one of their fucking names. No. Look, I like, I like to make one of them a black guy. Because it's a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, okay, I see the Ghostbusters. Now one of them is a black guy. Cool. I get to see that perspective on this. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be four white guys. It's enough. I get enough of that perspective with three. All right, right Dick. I mean, I'm is on Is that board. a problem? I mean, what, do you, what do you think? It's, yeah. it's, it's, sh- it's shameless and it's pandering, but as an audience member, it doesn't offend me. Okay? Right. Okay? Make one of them a gay guy. Same thing. All right. As, not, as long as the point is, as long as it's not the point is that he's gay, it doesn't bother me as an audience member, as a consumer of this media, right? Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not buying this, this argument is, at all, but go on. Really? No, you're yeah. not. I'll tell you why. I got all in right. an argument with a, a Facebook feminist, and I think that's what I'll call them now because they're not real feminists. These aren't Tumblr not, feminists. Yeah, Tumblr feminists. Yeah, that's what this was. A, a fa- I like Facebook feminists. I like the alliteration there. All right. But uh, because it was on Facebook, and this girl was talking about, well, um, aren't you interested in having someone who's not white, male, uh, be represented in movies and TV shows? We need more diversity, blah, 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 blah. And I said, yes. I agree that we do need more diversity. I am interested in more diverse points of view. However, I don't think there's anything inherently unique or interesting about casting someone as a woman, as someone who's gay, as someone who's black. I think what makes us unique is our personal experiences in life, our points of view, and our life experiences. And unless they have that, I don't give a shit what genitals they have. I don't care about their skin color. I don't care about their nationality. I don't give a fuck about anything. I think that a person makes a person. Right? It's not the color of our skin, it's the content of our character that matters, isn't it? In real life, but I don't In think In movies that- too. Yeah. Why, if, if they took all of Dan Aykroyd's lines and they just remade the Ghostbusters and then put a woman in there, do you think it would make a difference? It makes a huge difference. Well, sure. Yeah, because um, for the same reason that this is not, this is no longer a Ghostbusters movie, because the perspective isn't a blue-collar trash man schlub yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because- only, and I looked this up, I got his stats for you. According to the census, the Bureau of Labor, 1.5% of natural resources, construction, and maintenance, maintenance occupations are women. So only 1.5% of construction workers are women. Yeah. So it's unrealistic. You're not going to have that blue-collar perspective of these women necessarily in the new Ghostbusters. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm saying that this... That it's one out of 99%. Yeah. So it is no longer a movie about trash men fighting ghosts. Yeah, there's something about the everyman. It's a movie about women fighting ghosts, which is fine. I'm fine with, okay? But it's not the Ghostbusters. It's not the Ghostbusters. Call it something else, guys. And since it's not the Ghostbusters, keep in mind, this is a movie that as a man, I have been supporting for 30 years. Right. And this is why I'm really upset about it. Because I watched that goddamn movie probably four times a year. Right, I, I watch, at, at yeah. least I, I watch it. I watch it. No joke. Probably once every couple months. Yeah, and I and there's a ton of guys who do. Yeah. So this is like and, a, and people and women. We, like everybody watches that movie. It's a great movie. False. I do not think the split is like that. Okay. Well, do you have any evidence? 
What would you need? I mean, what would you, you want to search like Facebook likes for Ghostbusters? Do you I really think, th- what do you think the split is on the I, audience for Ghostbusters? I think it's probably about 40-60 with men in favor. I think that uh, Ghostbusters is a pretty universal movie. It's a great movie. I think a lot of people liked it. It was a huge blockbuster. Maybe. You can't, go ahead. You can't have a huge blockbuster of that size without also getting the women audience. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about like diehard fans. Like I, I think as you approach like watching it like 20, 30, 50 times – over your life, somebody who like downloads the cartoons yeah. and watches like that gorilla joke. Yeah. What do you think the spread's going to be on who gets that gorilla Ghostbusters joke that you told? Old people. Um, here's, here's what is the, the ma- what is the male female split going to be on the gorilla split? joke? Oh boy, I've, I've, I mean it's all speculation. I don't think it matters. But if I had to guess, I would say twenty eighty. But no. uh, but here's the thing, Dick. Um, the people who are saying that the People who have a problem with this are misogynists, which, by the way, is just a lazy fucking cop-out. Guys, uh, stop using that word. You don't hate women because you don't want to see Ghostbusters recast with women. That's not equivalent, you fucking morons. Listen, what this comes down to is keeping true to the franchise. I wouldn't want to see an Aliens movie if they cast a man in the role of Ripley. It wouldn't be Alien. It wouldn't be Alien. I wouldn't want to see a movie. I wouldn't want to see Tomb Raider with a guy in there. No. It's not true it's to called the original. Uncharted, and it sucks. It sucks. It's a piece of shit. It's, I, I, I've never been able to play through to the first save point in Uncharted. I keep falling asleep. It's that, it's that fucking boring. No, because you can't play that game. It's a movie. No, I know. It's just a, it's just a, a movie where you press A it, to go to the next scene. It's awful. Although you, it's like it's, a broken DVD player. Although some could argue that, that uh, Tomb Raider is Indiana Jones with a female lead. But it's a little bit different. Yeah, because there's, the, there's puzzles. Yeah, it's more about the and puzzles and things. Indiana Jones was a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to see female. Plus, I I've never wanna... jerked off to Indiana Jones. I mean, that's well, a big difference. Well, that's your problem. Uh, <laughs> I have to Tomb Raider. What about, uh, what about uh, what's his name, uh, Top Round? Short, short, short Round short is his round. name. <laughs> Not Top Round. I was thinking of Top Ramen. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, here's the thing, Dick. I wouldn't want to see any female franchises recast with men. I wouldn't want to see Selma and Louise with guys. What about what about the other way? What if they recast Pretty Woman and they put like Patton Oswalt in and Julia Roberts' role? That's just same movie, right? Same movie. Yeah, same you're. Movie. Uh, what is the opposite of a misogynist if you're against that? Are you a homophobe if you think that's retarded? Yeah. Uh, Richard I, Gere and Patton Oswalt, Pretty Woman too. Yeah, come see it. You know, or you're a hate monger. You know what the you know what the most damning thing about this whole thing is, Dick, is that they are exploiting women, and they don't even the women don't even realize it yet. I, I somebody commented this on my Facebook page, and I thought it was a really astute uh, insight. But they said that probably ten or twenty years from now, when we have enough perspective to see what was going on in this era, they're going to probably look back and and see this movement as fem exploitation. Like just oh, like that's they did, funny. Yeah, just like they did black exploitation huh. in the seventies. Yeah, and uh, and made all these movies pandering to the black audiences. Now they're doing the exact same thing with women, and women are 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 uh, not all women. The dumb ones, the ones who are, are embracing this as a triumph, yeah. aren't really seeing it for what it is. You're being exploited. This isn't a triumph, idiots. This is exploitation. You're being exploited, and this isn't about men versus women. I don't give a fuck. I'll see. <laughs> Lots of, I'll see any movie with a female lead as long as it's a good movie. I don't give a shit. Don't change something for no reason other than a cash grab. It just makes no sense to me. Like, the whole movie's about guys doing dumb shit with science, you know? Yeah. I know a lot of guys, and they're all dumb. They all do dumb shit with their technology. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Went to school with engineers. You know what they wanted to do with their technology? They wanted to make, like, an internet toaster. That's what they want to do. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's idiotic. And I've never heard something that idiotic in that specific way from a girl. And that's yeah. what Ghostbusters is about to me. This is, I have no idea what this movie, what this remake is. Uh, are you going to see the movie and give it a chance or no? Fuck no. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm boycotting that movie. <laughs> they boycotted us. Well, I'm going to mancot this one. Uh, yeah, man, this, uh, this movie just stinks. It's, it sounds like, it sounds like it's a cash grab. It seems like it's, it's really offensive like it's pandering right and it's worse imagine the ghostbusters three we could have had uh i I think that you know i think that ship has sailed too because half the cast is dead or not not talking to each other that's gone it's gone it's a dead franchise they could have rebooted it with like chris pratt from guardians of the galaxy and like magic mike you know that guy with magic mike with the 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 delts and the penis i just want to see a bunch of handsome dudes (laughs) (laughs) 
And 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 then Glover's kid, who's that guy? The amazing uh, porno or whatever his name is, Gambino. Gambino. That oh, guy is Winston. Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been a great Ghostbusters three. That's a great guy. Melissa McCarthy could have been Slimer. <laughs> or Slimer's mom, whatever. You whatever. Know, and you know all these like feminists who are saying like, uh, you know, health at any size and uh, and love your body and all this. Isn't her whole shtick essentially is like one big fat joke, right? Like she's like yes. she's like the she's John on Candy, Mike and Molly, which is a show about two fat people that are like making fat jokes. Yeah, it's like two and a half men, but with fat jokes. Yeah, so I guess they're okay with that one. Uh, which I imagine that's that's all it's going to be in Ghostbusters, a bunch of fat jokes. Which I liked the original Ghostbusters for not doing that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess Ray was a little bit overweight. He's a little bit pudgy, but uh, they they made him a caricature in the new cartoons. Well, he also dreamed up to stay puff marshmallow man, right? That's that was true. a joke on his fatness. Yeah, it was a joke on his fatness, I guess. Was it? No, it was also a joke on his innocence. It yeah, was a very nice. I suppose thing. so. Anyway, yes, it man. was. It was subtle. That was why it was great. It yeah. wasn't hammering four broads into your eyeballs. No. Like uh, Clockwork Orange. All right, Dick. Should we get to a real problem this week? 1.5%. Like, that's pretty good stats. <laughs> Isn't I it? I got a stats for you. Are you impressed that I looked it up? That was a good stats, Dick. Good job. What do you I, got more, I got more, uh, more on there, too. Yeah. But I don't want to bore you with too many stats. Well, let's, hear, let's hear one more. Let's hear a dynamite stat before we move on to a real problem. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, yeah. So if they're 1%, of the construction force, right? Yeah. It's like making a movie about Ghostbusters, except they're all billionaires. Would that be weird? Because it's just as likely. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The top 1% of earners in America, now they're Ghostbusters. So it's four billionaires. Well, then you're just watching Batman. Except there are four of them. Another movie. Another Batman. Four Batmans. Yeah. There you go, four Batmans. Which is, uh, what, Avengers. All right, go ahead. You think I'm going to look like an asshole on this one? Yeah, dude, you always look like an asshole on these. I get all these um, emails and messages from women. They're like, oh, man, Dick's such a dick. Um, I mean, if, they're go- if they are Ghostbusters fans, I don't see how they could support this. Uh, a lot of them don't, and I think it's really insulting to the intelligence of, of uh, women in general for, for these, these people who are coming out and calling people who, are, who have a problem with this misogynists. That's a really disgusting word. Uh, you can you can dislike something for a reason other than the, than it being a hatred for an entire gender, which is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, I want to see. I'll see any movie. Like I, I again, I don't want to see aliens recast with a man. I don't want to see any franchise that is cast with a woman being recast with a man, or vice versa. I just don't. I mean, I saw Evil Dead and it was okay. It's just not the original. It's not as good as the original. It was fine. It was fine, but it was a different thing. And this is, I suspect that the Ghostbusters movie, look, it's a competent cast. I like, uh, what's her name? The blonde one from SNL, and she was in, oh, man. Yeah, she's so great, you can't remember her name. No, I'm totally blanking on it because Chris it's late and Wig. at night. Chris, Chris and Wig, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's really funny. Um, I think that she's she's going to do a great job in the movie and uh, some of the other ones. My, maybe, but it's going to be a different movie than what I expect, and I don't want that. Fuck it, don't see it. Go ahead. What's your problem? Black unemployment disparity. Oh, my God. There we go. Boom. Biggest right. problem in the universe. Well, I feel very uncomfortable even talking about it. Nailed it. Um, so, so this is from CNN. Like Dick. the original Ghostbusters, one Winston and three. Like that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Winston, Winston's lines in those movies were supposed to. Be, he was supposed to be a huge part in that movie, and they he got cut and reduced like the night before. Really? Yeah. They I reduced, know that. That's awful. Yeah, they reduced him almost to a page, and I think he's made. Like almost no money on that movie. The, I think he made something under under like two hundred thousand dollars for the entire movie through the throughout the entire franchise. He got cut and minimized from that movie. Hmm. Uh, I believe because Bill Murray and and what's his name who played Egon were deciding against. I Ramis. think they wanted to hide, to to get Eddie Murphy in there originally, and Eddie Murphy couldn't do it, so oh. they just got this guy and they just cut him out. Oh. Oh. Which is a shame, but he's a really humble dude. Anyway, speaking of uh, black guys not making any money. Here's what the average white family, white, white families have accumulated far more wealth than black families, according to a new Brandeis University study. $265,000 for white families, and the average black family, $28,500. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. 260000 versus what? 28000 Okay, order magnitude. Wait, uh, accumulated over how long? A couple weeks, right? 
No, the, there's no way that the yeah, average this, this white seems... family gets $265,000 in a year. Over a lifetime. Over a lifetime. Probably. But 26000 for a black family? No, this is this is over 25 years. Oh, okay. 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, over 25 cool. years. It's 265000 versus 28000 Okay. Over over 25 years. So a quarter of your life, that's how much money you would, you would accumulate. Yeah. And uh, there's actually another stat. Um, that still doesn't sound right. No, it's it's probably right. Twenty eight thousand over twenty five years. Yeah. Okay, we're back, and actually, what happened is this is the first one of the first times we've ever had to pause the show because I just read a stat on air about the black income disparity that was so outrageous that Sean simply couldn't believe it, and I went and checked. It's actually even worse, Sean. Um, this is from CNN. Over the past twenty five years, the wealth gap between blacks and whites has nearly tripled, according to research by Brandeis University. Hmm. The median household wealth for whites is $91,405, and for blacks, $6,446. What does that mean, those numbers you're reading? What do you mean 91000 and 6000 what is, what, is, what, is, what is it? Well, that's their median house wealth. Uh, that's, in wealth? Large part, that's in large part because home ownership among blacks is so much lower. Housing is often America's greatest asset and a major component of their overall wealth. So a lot of black people just simply don't own houses. So well, they're, paying, yeah. they're, rent, they're paying rent. They don't have a lot of assets. You know, when you take out a mortgage on your house uh, or you can take out a mortgage, a mortgage loan on your car, um, you, can, uh, you can remortgage all those things. That's, those are things that black people can't do. Well, okay. Well, those are things that people who don't own houses, they can't take out loans against their house. Exactly, and that's what yeah. they're talking about, wealth. So accrued wealth, all your assets, what are you worth? You're essentially worth all the things that they you own. They don't own houses. They don't own houses, okay. yeah. Now that first stat makes more sense. I yeah. misunderstood uh, accumulation. I thought that was like earnings. You know what I mean? Like a, No, that, yeah, that's, no, that's, like, that's accumulation. No, it's, it's more like savings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I looked into why this is, and this, uh, this article goes on. It says, income gains are also a major differentiating factor, even when whites and blacks have similar wage increases. Whites are typically able to put more of their raises towards accumulating wealth because they've already built up a cash cushion. Blacks are more likely to use the money to cover emergencies. So black people are just barely getting by, and if they have any kind of catastrophic illness or a hospital visit, that'll wipe out all their savings and all their funds. Yeah, to be honest, I would rather see this like as a function instead of race, as of like where people live. Like, do they live in the ghetto? <laughs> uh huh. Like, well, who are, you know what I'm talking that, about? First I mean, of all, yeah. Like, it's there is a ton of white people who've been here for a long time. They have a huge leg up when you're talking about like wealth accrual. Yeah. Right. Right. So I would like to like. Well, I mean, you can keep going, but well, it's. Interesting. I think it would be a better stat without like leaving people who came over on the Mayflower as part of this. Well, that's uh, that's actually the next point I was about to read, Dick. It says inheritances also make it easier for some families to build wealth. Yeah. Among the families studied, whites were five times more likely to inherit money than blacks. And their typical inheritances were 10 times bigger. So John Stewart had Bill O'Reilly as a guest on his show recently. And Bill O'Reilly simply could not acknowledge. And I hate this, this expression because it's uh, such a uh, – it's overused, whatever, white privilege. I, I, I think it's, it just makes me cringe because so many people use it for the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. However, Bill O'Reilly could not acknowledge that he, as a white person, uh, had any benefits whatsoever in society. And John Stewart simply pointed out that in the 60s, when the, the community that Bill O'Reilly grew up in, blacks were not allowed, period. They kept it a white-only community. It was right. a nice, gated community. It was a, uh, not, I'm not sure if it was gated, but it was a nice, uh, clean, safe, private community. And you see this all around the country. I went to Omaha recently. And in Omaha, uh, I believe the, the – uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the, that's the main city, right? Uh, it's a big city, yeah. I think it's it's either Lincoln or Omaha. Anyway, Lincoln's the capital, but Omaha is a big city within Nebraska. Yeah, there is a very fly into. There is a very big divide between where the whites live and where the blacks live, and you can almost see it down the streets that where the whites and the blacks are separated. The black side looks like the houses are are a little bit shoddier and they're closer together and they're denser, and uh, it looks like the streets are not as as well kept versus the white side. You can yeah. see this, and it's not necessarily that there's some kind of institutional racism that's going on today. However, the remnants of the institutional racism that was in the past are still there. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. 
And and, uh, the stats go on. When it comes to education, black graduates are often more saddled with college loans, making it harder for them to start stocking away savings than their white peers. Four in five black students graduate with debt compared to 64% of whites. Yeah, man. Um, there you go. <laughs> it's a pretty big problem. Dick Dick is speechless. Everyone in the room is bummed out. Well, this not, is the biggest problem in the universe. It's just like, what am I, I'm just going to say the same thing over. Is it race or is it poverty? Like, at this point, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, it's, it sucks to, that you come from nothing and you got, <laughs> you, don't, you have no wealth in your family to, like, fall back on and to help you out on it's it's a bummer man yeah it's a bummer anyway let's go drink <laughs> like what do you, yeah it is a bummer uh so people who argue against things like affirmative action uh which i have mixed feelings about because on one hand if i was a black person and i got a job somewhere i'd want to know that it was because i was the most qualified person for that job not because of my skin color i wouldn't give a fuck i'll just be glad i got a job and then you have the dick mastersons of the world yeah because who cares? It's your life. Take every advantage you can. I, I, you, you I mean, the, the problem I have with it is that it's the government coming in and telling you that, uh, who to hire to be an audio engineer. That's a much bigger problem to me. You think we should hire a black guy and fire Sean? Sean, take you off your cans. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> like incentivizing you to hire someone you wouldn't normally hire, which I guess if you want to play social engineer, be my guest, go nuts. But I don't like it. Yeah, well, you don't have to like it. However, what, what's that guy? The Donald Sterling guy. He's the guy who got busted for saying all that racist, heinous shit a while back, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was forced to sell the Clippers. He yeah, was forced to sell the, the Clippers. And by the was, league. Yeah. Right. yeah, by the league, right, which is a private organization. I, I don't yeah. think that, that's, that's wrong. They can do Makes whatever sense. they want. Right. Uh, well, Donald they can't Sterling, do whatever they want, but well, they can force him to sell. Okay, what is it? The no uh, ball league? What's a no fun? No fun league. No fun league. But what's the basketball equivalents? Um... I don't know. I don't watch basketball. Yeah. But what's your what's your point with Donald Sterling? Anyway, Donald Sterling, people think that that's the worst thing that he did. This isn't, you know, that that was all theater. What Donald Sterling said, the racist shit that he said was all theater and inconsequential compared to what he actually did. He was a slumlord. What he did is he created a really significant divide in racial discrimination when it came to housing. He, you know that housing, that racial discrimination law that's on the books? Well, Donald Sterling bought a whole bunch of buildings and properties that he would not rent to blacks or minorities or low-income families at all. And he forced them out into these uh, so-called ghettos that you described, Dick, and forced them into these, these poor living conditions and leave, living places where they built entire freeways to go around them. John Stewart talked about this a while back, too, but... It's a really depressing fact because he's essentially created these poor conditions that keep creating poor conditions for blacks to grow up in. And then you have the deck stacked against you. And that's essentially what what happens is after a while, you look at the unemployment rate for whites. uh, This was a while back. I think the the white unemployment rate was 6.6%, blacks 12.6%. You look at these stats and you think – well, shit, why should I even try? Everything's stacked against me. They have a much higher incarceration rate. And then you see things like things go down in Ferguson. Make drugs legal then. Okay, fine. But making drugs legal isn't going to solve this problem. It's it's, it's going to get a lot so of people many. out of prison. Well, that's true. It will get a lot of people out of prison. But how do you solve the problem with, uh, with of black people getting incarcerated at much higher rates across the board for all crimes? I mean, I I don't know. You know what? what? We only play devil's advocate for this problem. Like, it, I'm not really in that. Yeah. In, I don't feel comfortable arguing the opposite side of that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all these things that Donald Sterling is doing. Yeah. I would way rather see all of these stats from a perspective of like socioeconomic diversity than race. Because I don't see what the hell any of this does to fix the problem. Like, I honestly well, don't. It's a it's a more interesting stat from a position of socio economics than it is race to me well so i took a class in college this was the last class i ever took in college and it was called education and society and my teacher in that class i think her name was reed a great teacher incredible she was teaching a class in such an interesting pedagogical method that she was 
making it seem like we were leading the discussion, but she had a very uh, direct message and education and syllabus that she was teaching us. Anyway, in this class, one of the writings that we read was this this guy named John Ogbu, and he's a a black literary professor or something like that. He he came up with this racial theory uh, that he's been writing about for years about how he believes that sometimes black people who live in affluent neighborhoods, their kids – do poorly in school, regardless of their familial life at home. They have good parents who are taking care of them, who are spending time with them, who are giving them the tools they need. However, they still perform poorly in school. And the reason is, he believes, you know, back to hearken to uh, to your sociological point, Dick, mm-hmm. is that because they had this history of slavery in our country, that they are rejecting our assimilation. They see that Performing well in school is assimilation, cultural assimilation, which is why sometimes you see black families who have names that are wildly different than whites is because they are rejecting cultural assimilation and they view it as some type of enslavement. So until you can disengage that philosophy, that ideology to make them feel like they're not being imperialized anymore, maybe this problem won't go away. Yeah. This is the biggest problem in the universe, Dick. I think that this, is, this should unseat probably female genital mutilation. Oh, no, you mean slacktivism? I love that <laughs> I love that people are complaining that the last episode didn't have real problems, and yet the biggest problem of the universe, according to this show, is people on Facebook, basically. Slack, slacktivists are people on Facebook who pretend like they're helping out. Slacktivists is a big problem, Dick. It's not at all. Oh, I, I'll tell you why. Because I would rather have somebody not do anything than to say they did and not do anything. It's an, it's an annoyance. No, it's an annoyance. That's what it is. But it's all, it also prevents action down the line. Because if you do some slacktivist thing, you, you feel good by doing nothing, then you have even less of a chance of ever accomplishing anything good. Yeah. Which, uh, I, which sounds like a contradiction to my argument about New Year's resolutions, but it's not, and I'll explain it in another episode. It sounds like something I would say. Uh, so this <laughs> is what? Yeah, black guys got uh, get screwed out of the gate. Black Kinda guys true, getting the shaft. You know? Yeah. Anyway, you man. You got any stats on uh, other minorities in there? No, they, blacks, no. blacks across the board are the worst. And which, by the way, every time I hear some like feminists complain about the wage discrepancy, et cetera, et cetera, they don't really talk about, they're always talking from the perspective of a white female. They're not talking about the black female, which has the lowest uh, across the board. Black females have the lowest income across the board. They have the lowest employment rates across the board. It's really pathetic. It's really sad. But that's what they're always focusing on is white females, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there you have it. Biggest problem in the universe, guys. I think this should actually legitimately be voted up. And by the way, dickheads, is this what you want? Are you happy now? You got a real problem. Bumming the show out. There yeah, you go. Yeah, it really is. Just because I I would rather hear a black guy talking about or a woman talking about it. Like, All right, well, it, we'll bring one I in. I mean, what, what do we have to offer on this <laughs> other than, like, stats off the internet? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you I don't know, really have a perspective to bring to this other than, like, Things that I don't have to live with. Sure. Well, the alternative to not talking about it as white guys is not talking about it at all. No, you bring in a you bring in a black guy to do it or a, a black person to do it. You know what? It. We'll do that. We'll do that sometime, and maybe we'll have an addendum to this problem or or have something tangentially related we can do, to it. We can bring in problems twice. I got some on there. I want to bring in again. <laughs> okay, great, Dick. Like the no fun league. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dick. What's your next problem? No, I got I got a, a thing before that. I brought in so when we did the live taping. Uh, everyone had to fill out an application to be an audience member. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember that? Yeah, we asked people why they felt like they deserved a, a ticket to the live show. Yeah, I want to read some of the answers that these people gave. Uh, this was why they deserved a ticket. Right. Okay? Ron Sanchez. This is what he put on his form. Because I hate hippies, too, and Dick is a huge cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Rourke, Rourke James Smith. Uh, here's here, here's why he deserved a ticket. Because fuck Dick Masterson. <laughs> Christine Plisky. I got written up for work for listening to this podcast on the clock, and now I think I should take a day off to see it live. She did, too. Yeah, I remember. I think I, we met her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Denzel Walks. Um, he was a black dude. I remember him. Yeah, you should have had him in for the yeah. problem. We'll get Denzel in on the show. I deserve a ticket because I'm the shit and I'm one of five of your black male listeners. Race card cash in. You know, he was funny. really proud of that, but then we had one other one show up too that day. Another black guy. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't one of five. Yeah, well, no, we get a bunch. Well, um John Soto, this is my favorite one. Give me a goddamn ticket. <laughs> I think he got in with that. 
Why did we let him in with that fucking <laughs> bullshit? It's funny. Bossy. It's funny. All right, Dick, what's your what's your next problem? Let's hear let's hear this horse shit. What do you got? I got a problem that also um affects black people more than anybody else. <laughs> oh yeah, what is yeah. it? Type two diabetes. <laughs> What? Type 2 diabetes? Yeah, or diabetes, if you prefer. Yeah, I do prefer. But only the type 2. Dick, is this really your one. problem? We usually discuss these problems a little bit before we come into the show ahead of time. I told you about this one, didn't I? No, I, I don't, don't think so, Dick. One. I'll pull up my text 29.1 million people in the U.S. have diabetes. 29.1 million, huh? Yeah, 8 million of them are undiagnosed and unaware of their condition. Then how do they know they have them? Um, because they got God statistical, to do this study. Statistical data. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, in adults 20 and older, more than one in every 10 people suffers from diabetes. Do you know that? And in seniors, uh, that figure raises to one in four. 29 million people, Maddox, have diabetes type 2. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I hear all these like one in 10, one in five, one in six. It sounds like 100% of people are suffering from something. 100% of people have are might possibly have type 2 diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, they fuck might you. get it. They might get it. Yeah. Uh, in uh, ca- uh, Here we go. Cases of diagnosed diabetes cost the United States an estimated $245 billion in 2012. Oh, know. my God. That figure is expected to rise Dick, in the future. Dick, you were That's looking what it at, says. You were looking at your paper when you said that line. Oh my god! Does that is that what your news source says? What source? Where's your source for all these? Oh my by god, the way? news! <laughs> oh my god! It's oh my god. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Two hundred forty-five billion dollars, Maddox. Yeah, that sounds made up. Yeah, you know what the risk factors are? Why? How you might have this? Uh, just being obese, right? Yeah, being a big fat cell. Being a That's big why. fat fatty. Yeah, not even hugely fat. Yeah. I think 10 pounds overweight increases your risk of diabetes by something like 50%. Right? Yes. This is one of the stats was if you lose if you lose 10 pounds, you indefinitely um protect yourself from diabetes type 2 and yet still spiraling out of control. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people lose 10 pounds and keep it off. Yeah, the study showed that f- uh, 5 to 7% weight loss slowed the development of type 2 diabetes indefinitely prolonging it. Uh, how about yeah. that? And uh, that mean that means me, man. I lost a lot of weight. I lost like seventy pounds. Yeah, you were probably at risk for type two diabetes. Oh, I'm pretty sure I was. I had high blood pressure. I had cholesterol. I had baldness. I still do. <laughs> Did you have blurred vision? That's one of the symptoms. No, I never had blurred vision. Oh. Did you have increased thirst? Ooh, I might have it. Uh, I was I was thirsty for alcohol a few times. Hmm. But no, not other than that. Mostly alcohol. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the WHO anticipates the World Health Organization anticipates that worldwide deaths attributable to diabetes will double by 2030. Yeah, you know diabetes is a piece of shit disease. That's the one where if you don't get it under control, if you don't get it in check, you could lose an arm, right? Yeah. Yeah. You lose everything. Everything from the neck down. Yeah, the little capillaries or the the smaller veins, the smallest veins die first. That's why you can like lose toes and stuff that's why you go blind because you're not getting any blood flow to those parts oh. so you have to like amputate toes and then you amputate feet and then you amputate from the knee down so. yeah. see this is how you can tell a robot wasn't didn't de- design humans because if they did you would shut down different priorities right if i was going to lose body parts i would put a li- i would make a list of which one in oh, priority this is this is your the argument you're making now is why that's the argument I have for against intelligent design. You look at this body and you think this was designed intelligently? You know how many fucking failure points on this thing? Why do I have only one dick if it's the whole reason I'm alive? Uh, it's not the whole reason. To, well, maybe you. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. Intelligent design, my ass. Yeah, so too many failure points. That's your problem, huh? No, my problem is type 2 diabetes. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Did I ever tell you about the bet I made with my life coach about whether or not he was pre-diabetic? I was there, buddy. I remember this. Go on. Tell you were? It. Yeah. Okay, we never, we never settled that bet because I refused to pay him. Yeah. I bet he's a big guy. I bet him that he was pre-diabetic. Pre-diabetic. I remember this. I was in the car, and this was during opening day, uh, on our way to opening day at Dodger Stadium. 
I believe. And we were talking about drinking and eating steaks and all that. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're I'm like, you're fa- definitely yeah. pre-diabetic. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's and, like an increased blood sugar or something right after you eat. But the controversy here was that his wife's a nurse yeah. and she was going to take his vitals and you didn't trust his his vitals. Right. Well, well the controversy is also when you make a bet like this, like for like 300 bucks. Right. Yeah, you yeah. make a, you you sit down and it's a whole it's a whole courtship. There's a whole process to it. You make you make rules and you set timelines. Like I don't want him going off into the woods and exercising for four weeks like Rocky Four. <laughs> no, why would you want your friend in, to get healthier, <laughs> even in spite of a, a bet? After I take the money, I want it. Yeah. So I, 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 this whole thing needs to play out, right? This whole pageantry of making the bet needs hmm. to play out. And he robbed me of that because oh. the next time I saw him, he just goes, "Yeah, wife says I'm not, so pay up." Yeah, I'm like, okay. what is this, a shakedown? What do you mean, wife shake says down. I'm not, so pay up. Yeah. I'd like a second opinion. Yeah. And by the way, wife, I'm trying to get your husband here to lose some weight. What are you doing? Yeah, Look at the long say, con here. Just say yes. Yeah, just say yeah, of course. Fudge the results, lie. Uh, I went out on a date with a girl who was, uh, you know, a little, a little thick. Uh, and it would really piss her off. I, I thought I was doing her a favor, but it would really <laughs> piss her off if we were at a bar and she wanted Jack and Coke. Mm. I'd go up to the bartender and say, Jack and Diet. <laughs> she overheard me one time. She was <laughs> furious. And I'd like a harpoon to give it to her. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor, dickhead. Yeah, that's usually a mistake. All you're right, doing, Dick. And you think you're doing someone a favor. That yeah. usually means you're going in the wrong way. All right. So speaking of timelines, we got to get moving here. How let, big let, was she? Uh, not not big, but you know, I'm just doing. I'm helping her out a little bit, pushing. I'm just edging her in the right direction. Like, um, what's that? Curling, the Olympic sport of curling. They're basically just massaging the ice to get the big uh, the big shuffle to go down uh-huh. in the right direction. That's what I was doing. I was oh, shuffling, like when they unbeach yeah. a whale. Like they make it wet and then like <laughs> shove her back into the ocean, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that, Dick. Yeah. All right, asshole. Let's get to a real problem. Another real problem. I honestly think that the black discrepancy thing is the biggest problem in the universe. But- I mean, it's like you'd have to dig so far into stats to get any other comparison than that yep. out of it. Well, here we go. The second biggest problem in the universe, for real, automatic hand dryers. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, automatic hand dryers. Big problem, Dick. Why? Well, this is according to WTOP.com News. Scientists from the University of Leeds found that high-powered jet air and warm air hand dryers can spread bacteria in public restrooms. Airborne germ counts were 27 times higher around jet air dryers in comparison with the air around paper towel dispensers, researchers found. And guess what? They don't even dry your hands that well. They don't dry them at all. No. They don't stay on long enough. Yeah, that's true. And they also tout them as being more sanitary than paper towels, which sounds like it's bullshit. No, it's far less because they're blowing it straight down to the ground where there's a bunch of bacteria and germs and bullshit and people's drippings and snot and boogers and spit and cum and whoever knows what else. What, what else. And he's, well, I go to some CD bars, buddy. And it's blowing all that shit straight down and then bouncing off the floor and getting right into your fucking eyes and your, in your nose and your throat. And they're loud as hell. Yeah. They are loud, Sean. Good point. I looked it up. Guess how loud those accelerators, those like ultra jet engine fucking things are. 105 decibels. Close. It's about, it's anywhere from, uh, well, their website says 70 to 80, but I looked up a more reputable source. Other than their website, it says at least 90 decibels. Hmm. So for comparison, a gas mower is 95 decibels. It's like putting a mower up to your ear. Hmm. A lawnmower. Each 10 decibel increase, it means double the loudness. Double the loudness. That's like each each 10 pounds is like double the ooh. <laughs> like 10 pounds, like, oh, and another 10 pounds, like, oh, God, oh, yeah. my God. You know what? Make that a Diet Coke and a Diet Coke. Uh, just keep the jack. Um, a leaf blower is about 115 decibels. An ambulance is 125. Jackhammer is 125. Chainsaw, 115. Rock concert, about 115. These are, dam- these are like damaging ear levels. A firework or a gunshot is about 145. And up at the very top is... A 12-gauge shotgun at 165 decibels, and the only thing louder on this list that I have is a rocket launch. <laughs> so you could even you could either put a 12-gauge shotgun. Anyway, man, you dry your hand enough on these bullshit-ass dryers, you're going to go deaf. Yeah. How's that? That's the biggest problem in the universe. No one can hear anything because you're drying your hands all the time. Yeah. Yeah, big problem. 
The germs lingered in the air beyond the 15 seconds it takes to dry your hands, sometimes lasting more than five minutes after you leave the restroom. So even if They're you just go- floating around like yeah. in a fog? Yeah, like a big soupy mess of bullshit that you're getting in your it's eyes gross. and throat and nose. I, I bet you would see a lower- You'd see a lower incidence of the flu if people stopped using these hand dryers. And now mm. they have those air blades. Have you seen those things where you have to play operation putting your hands down these fucking things? Or else you scrape the side and you're like, well, that's ruined. I gotta go re- <laughs> rewash my hands. Gotta wash my hands again. I got the fucking Charlie horse. It's yeah. a fucking asshole Dyson. The Dyson cleaners. Yeah. 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 Those air blades, those Dyson air blades are pieces of shit. You're playing operation, putting it down there. The sensors never work, so you gotta bang your hands yeah. around touching the disgusting sides. Of It's just like mildewy, gross sweat and other people's drippings. And it's plastic, so it can never be cleaned. No. It's just uh, porous and gross. And they never clean them. You know they never clean them. Can you imagine a cleaning lady going into the bathroom and, do, and going through the proper procedures to clean this thing? Of course not, because you would have to turn the machine off and then clean it. Because if you sprayed any cleaning materials in there while the thing was on, it's going to blow those into your eyes. Yeah. Those things never fucking work. My hands are always wet, and then I grab the door handle with my wet hands, which is just going to be like a sponge for b- disease and bacteria. You'd probably get diabetes that way. You probably can. I don't know. I didn't do any additional research on diabetes. Yeah. Look um, it up. I really hate those things. And I think, I remember thinking this when they previewed them. Like the news, local news was doing a hot tech preview yeah. of these amazing new hand dryers. And they're like, actually, uh, they dry your hands a hundred times faster than with a towel. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. And I remember watching this guy thinking like, you're, you're like a bad person. Yeah. Right? Like that you're, you're selling these stupid um, hand dryers that everyone's going to hate. Glorified air dryers. You know, And you know what else I hate about those, Dick? Sometimes you walk into a bathroom because you're having an emergency. Maybe you have a bloody nose uh, because you just got punched by me. And you're walking in looking for some paper towels or something to, to, to clot it up. No fucking paper towels. And all you have is that single-ply bullshit pre-Soviet toilet paper that fucking cheap restaurants use. Yeah. Because they're saving it literally a buck. And you walk in there, you just have to use that shit. And then I sometimes dry my hand with that because I feel like I, I need to get my hands really dry or I have something disgusting on my hands, some oil, some dirt, something. I can't use the fucking hair dryer that they have there. What if you have an emergency? You, you got to walk in. You need some paper towels for something. No, that, happen, that happens to me at the gym a lot. Like I'll scrape my shins deadlifting or something, mm-hmm. and I, I got nothing to do. Yeah. I got to like go home. Yeah. I'm like, well, I got to take my shirt off and dry this blood off my legs and then go home. Right. Because there's no, I'm not using this toilet paper, this translucent no. toilet paper to do it. The toilet and paper's no off. towels. Yeah. Or if you're sick and you go into a restaurant or you stop by someplace, you got to blow your nose, there's nothing in there. And then if you, uh, you, if you do make the mistake of using that god-awful toilet paper, it just breaks apart on your hand. You can't get that shit out of your hair. I have hairy knuckles, man. Here's why it's a big problem. Because technology is slowly making all of our lives worse. <laughs> it really is. This is technology. How many, they couldn't have built these dumb things like 50 years ago, you right? Know, the, the components and the circuitry and the dumb motion detection. Yeah. You couldn't have built that 30 years ago. No. You couldn't have built it 20 years ago and installed it on bars all over America. But now you can, and it's made all of our lives worse because the alternative is this stupid little motion sensing thing that spits out about two inches of paper towel. Yeah, that's that's pretty shitty, too. I mean, they've taken something that was so simple and a non-issue and made it yeah. into a problem. The biggest problem in the universe. Yeah. Anyway, Dick, those are my problems this week. Black unemployment disparity and automatic hand dryers. Mine are ghost-busting, the patriarchy, and type 2 diabetes. Don't forget to vote on these problems on the website, thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com. Black unemployment disparity might actually be the biggest problem. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, I got, uh, no, I got one more thing from Tim Johns. Check out this spicy erotic audiobook clip he sent us <laughs> featuring Dick and Maddox as narrated by the lady at Audible with the milking story. Yeah, I play it. Oh, it sounds hot. Dick Masterson and Maddox in Changing the Sheets, Chapter 1. <laughs> this story takes place on a warm August evening, Ooh. back at Dick Masterson's apartment in Hollywood, California All at right. 7.42 p.m. Right. 
Like Dick and Maddox order. are sitting in Dick's mm. living room watching Dirty Dancing Havana Nights on the television set. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dick reaches for the remote control to pause the program and asks Maddox if he would like a refreshment from the kitchen. Okay. Maddox replies with, yes, a cold drink at this time would be most exquisite. False. Dick then goes into the kitchen and proceeds to make Maddox the most potent rum and coke that Maddox will ever sample yeah. in his life to date. <laughs> Roofie, Dick roofie. returns to the yeah. living room and serves Maddox his stiff cocktail. <laughs> Maddox takes a sip from his glass and immediately notices the considerable strength of his drink, but does uh, not pay much actually. thought and continues to chug away at the tall glass of rum. <laughs> One drink led to seven, and oh, about wow. two and a half hours later, Dick starts to take notice that Maddox appears to be quite tipsy from all of it's the heavy alcohol consumption. At this point... Fantasy. Dick finally decides to make his first bold move of the night. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Dick sits next to Maddox here. and says, Hey man, you are in no shape to drive home while in this state. I care far too much about your well-being. Oh, God. Why don't you sleep here False. tonight? Yeah. There is plenty of room on my Cal King bed in the other room. <laughs> Maddox replies to Dick with, Okay, Dick. That sounds like a splendid idea. <laughs> and the two of them proceed into Dick's bedroom. All right. As they approach Dick's bed, Maddox stops dead in his tracks and says, There is no way that I am going to get into this bed, at least not until you change those filthy chili stained sheets, you silly goose. Dick you says fine goose. and then cracks open a brand new package of sheets to put on his bed. Not even right. Dick pulls the dirty sheets off of his mattress, Take it over your chili then sheets. proceeds to put the fresh new pair on, but then abruptly stops. Oh At this point, Dick looks very bud. perplexed. Maddox asks Dick, well, why did you stop? Are you going to put on those new sheets or what? Dick replies to Maddox by informing him that he wasn't sure which corner of the fitted sheets matched which corner of the mattress. Still around. Because his man that he brought home from Burning Man used to take care of such chores. Maddox just shakes his head and calls Dick a fucking retard, then tells Dick to just hand him the sheets and that he will make the bed himself. Okay. Dick gives Maddox the sheets and Maddox starts to make the bed. As Maddox is putting on the sheets, he is bent over the bed and Dick takes notice. <laughs> Dick starts to salivate at the mouth like a rabid oh, animal and man. gets the biggest direction in the universe as he strongly gazes at Maddox's backside. At this point oh, he rips boy. off his shirt like a WWF wrestler and jumps onto Maddox's back and pins him to the bed. He tears off Maddox's pants and then says, Hey Maddox, I have got a dick tip for you. And then Maddox says, Oh man, I cannot hardly wait. Please show me your stats. Ooh baby. Oh baby. Show me your Ooh baby stats. baby. Then Dick says, Good because I've got a hard stats for you. My oh. Armenian cuddle bug. <laughs> Meanwhile out on the fire escape, boisterous coconuts peers into Dick Masterson's window while vigorously jerking off. Screaming, I am a digital cyber demon. Taking full advantage of the free show going on inside. Wow. Throughout the apartment and on to the fire escape, the three friends shared a special bond together that went on into the Los Angeles after hours. Oh. It was a night that they would be sure to never forget. <laughs> to yeah, be continued. Apparently. No, oh, great, it's not no. going to be uh. continued at all. <laughs> How did you escape that, Sean? Yeah, Sean was, Sean was watching through the window. No, it was the stereos. I was with Bill Cosby. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. great.